0: right now
1: paid for by Steel Man Pills Eight hundred nine six five one two nine five. 965 1295 965 1295 965 1295
2: That's 800-965-1295 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Vivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It's Wednesday on this show and we got a lot to talk about here today. Holy smokes do we got a lot to talk about. If you would like to talk about the nine lives of Vince McMahon, you're welcome to, but uh, I got a lot of news I got to get into, and uh, we can talk about that one a little bit later on if there's time, but obviously Mandy Rose not only lost the NXT title last night, but she is gone, and I got a lot on this story that we'll talk about here today on the program. We've also got Winter is Coming, AW Dynamite tonight. We have got the Winter Takes All match, MGF against Ricky Starks for the title and the Dynamite Diamond Ring. We got the next match in the best of seven Death Triangle versus Elite, Ruby Soho versus Ty Mello, House of Black in action, and Chris Jericho in action. All of that is coming up on the show tonight. Raw on Monday night, Tide, it's all time record low and given the tie was a uh, july 5th episode it was basically on a 4th of july weekend i would say that basically they set the record for the lowest rated raw of all time because this was in a normal time slot here so we'll talk about that the bobby lashley firing has been rescinded what We'll talk about that ML, uh, MLW versus WWE. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Shibata in an IW, I'm sorry, in a uh, UWF rules match coming up in uh, just a few weeks, actually, December 28th at Sumo Hall in an Enoki Bomaye show. We'll tell you about that today. We've got the World Tag and Super Junior Tag League champions crown, Carl Anderson still the never open weight champion. Suzuki-Goon is done. The NXT report and more. we got a lot to get into after the break. Stick around, Observer Live.
0: I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at Discover.com/slash online privacy protection.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Holy smokes, we got a lot of news to get into here today. So later, if we have time, we'll talk about the nine lives of Vince McMahon. If you saw Dark Side of the Ring, I think you saw most of the documentary. It turned out that it was an amalgamation of a lot of the episodes of Dark Side of the Ring that involved Vince, and there was some new stuff on there. I would say probably the last half hour was a lot of the uh, newer footage and interviews and such, and so if you uh, watched like a half hour and said, I've already seen this and turned it off, watch probably the last half hour, and that covers all of the new stuff, the allegations, et cetera, et cetera. I think that uh, the general feeling I got from people was, if you watched all of Dark Side of the Ring, there really wasn't much to it. If you uh, know a lot about Vince McMahon, there you know, probably wasn't anything new that you'd never heard before. If you knew nothing about Vince McMahon, and uh, my wife would be one of those people. She doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to wrestling. She found the two hours very intriguing. If you never saw any of Dark Side of the Ring, it probably was a pretty good documentary just looking at the life and times and scandals of Vince McMahon. But uh, the one thing I do want to say, which really doesn't have a lot to do with the documentary, but yesterday the Wall Street Journal article came out, new allegations against Vince, and talked about how Vince wanted to come back. And everybody was like, oh my God, and it was like a big thing. And I said on the show yesterday... I'm not saying it is impossible, okay? But it is not as easy as just, hey, you know, I want to come back. I'll be at the office on Monday. You know, there were a lot of things that happened that led to him being, well, he claimed he retired, but, you know, what we heard at the time was he resigned to avoid publicly being forced out over all of this because some of the things that occurred – using company money to pay people off and everything like that. I mean, this is not just like, you know, he stepped away because there had been allegations. There was more to it than that, potential SEC violations. And we talked about how, you know, everybody always thought when Vince disappears, this whole thing's going to tank. The stock price is going to plummet, et cetera, et cetera. And as we noted, what happened when he stepped down? It went up. It did not tank. It did not plummet. Well, I could not help but notice that yesterday... The stock was at seventy six dollars a share. The Wall Street Journal article came out saying that he was interested in returning, and it did not plunge, but it lost three dollars a share. It dropped to seventy three thirty seven. The stock price went down upon news that Vince wanted to return. So I reiterate what I said yesterday. I don't think this would be an easy road back. For Vince McMahon. But you know it's wrestling. And anything is possible. Now. What happened with Mandy Rose? Well. There are facts. And then there are two sides of various parts of this story. So I'll tell you the facts. And I'll tell you the two sides of the story. Okay. The fact is. She is no longer with WWE. WWE. She's gone. This did have something to do with a site that she set up where she charges fans to see videos of her. Now, it is not an OnlyFans, okay? Apparently, uh, you know, everybody thought that it was like an OnlyFans. Apparently, she does not have an OnlyFans. in WWE, you know... I don't know what they restrict, don't restrict, take money from, or whatever. But she basically set up her own uh, subscription service, okay? WWE was aware of this service. So for a while, this was not an issue. This was not something that they were unaware of, okay? And then she ended up dropping the title yesterday, and she is no longer with the company. So those are all of the facts, okay? Okay now the two sides of the story involve well what exactly happened okay now what i can tell you is that roxanne perez was always supposed to win the nxt title from mandy Rhodes. that was always going to happen okay now this weekend when roxanne won the iron survivor challenge they announced that the title match was going to take place on January something or other. January 10th, New Year's Eve. So as of this weekend, there were no problems. You know, as of this weekend, it was going to be January 10th. They were going to do that match, and Roxanne was going to beat Mandy and win the title. That was the plan. Now, where the stories diverge is there is one side that said that uh, WWE decided either yesterday or Monday that they did not like the direction of her site. And so they decided that uh, she is dropping the title Tuesday and she is out of here, okay? And, And that side is that she showed up on Tuesday and she was totally caught off guard. She did go to the ring knowing that it was her last match and she did the job and then she was out of there. There is another side of the story that says that her and WWE came to a mutual agreement that she was going to be leaving, and that's what happened. So, you know, what exactly happened there, it's, you know, we'll probably never know because it's, you know, they said, she said, et cetera. But there there could be something here where, you know, they were aware, she was aware that we were going to have a mutual split or whatever, but then she was caught off guard when she showed up Tuesday and were like, You're dropping the title and this is it. So perhaps that's why there were two sides to the story here, but the what I've been told is her her subscription site, which I guess is uh fan time. It's through fan time, and it was, you know, bikini shots and and this is this and that. And then recently it became more than that. And we saw a lot more of Mandy Rose. And apparently it got to the degree where WWE was like, this ain't going to fly. So that is the story. She is gone. I was given the impression that it's not like she could never come back. And there is a possibility that down the road she will come back. But for now, she is gone. That's the story. Anything you would like to add, Mike Supervivi? When you
4: open it up your page to do all that sort of stuff. Well, so you can earn the, a little
3: extra money on the side. Super followers, but no, I'm not going to be offering anything like that, if you must know. Not much I can really add to that story. Um, it is absolutely really... not a kayfabe firing. just want to throw that in no, there. It, no,
4: no, it's not. And maybe, again... Who knows what the, if there's layers to this and how many layers there are. It doesn't seem to be relatively nasty. You know, she seems to be caught off guard by those reports, but doesn't seem to be a nasty split. So maybe she's just got something that's working for her really well right now. Doesn't, whatever is on that site doesn't really want to back away from and WWE wants her to and maybe just be as simple as that.
3: Well, you know, there is the possibility that, uh, you know, the rumor is I've seen no finances on either side. But the rumor was she was making way more money on her site than she was with uh, with her NXT WWE deal, which was, by the way, main roster money. Yeah. So she was she was doing well.
4: But you know what? She's look is. Well, hold on. Let let me talk about her having a great job. Okay. it
3: could have been that uh, she realized how much money she was making. And WWE was like, dude, this ain't going to happen. And she was like, okay, well, I will leave. And she's going to make a ton of money off this site. And then at some point when she's not making as much money on the site, because traditionally with these sorts of sites, once you leave national television or whatever, or whatever you were doing for notoriety, it does slow down eventually. Then she would shut it down and return to WWE. So it could very well have been that.
4: Yeah, and look, she doesn't need WWE to facilitate any model or fashion shoots for herself. She's been on the cover of every fitness magazine in the world. If they have no intention on bringing her back to the main roster, with everything she's had go on in her life, especially this year, maybe this is just a fresh start to kind of move on, do what she wants to do, and you can always go back from how it sounds. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer, live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Man! Checking out that chat? I actually was. There have been far worse days. I'll put it that that way. But, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, going back very quickly to the Nine Lives, we were talking about Vince wanting to come back and this and that. And uh, what a coincidence. The, The day we're talking about Vince wanting to come back, Raw under Triple H, Ties the all-time record low. Man, thank God there was not somebody on
4: that documentary talking about how things have gotten better.
3: Well, first off, the uh, documentary was filmed a couple of months ago. And uh, a couple of months ago, it was... Well, it's still better than it was. It is. It was much better than it was a couple of months ago. Now the show has become extraordinarily repetitive every single week. But it's still... Better. Although we do have a very weird thing that just happened. Should I start with that? Yes. Because I saw this, I couldn't even believe my eyes. What? So on Monday, they did that stupid storyline where uh, where Bobby Lashley accidentally hit a referee after he had mm. accidentally hit a referee before. Adam Pearce came out and threatened him, and Lashley's just furious because these things are all accidents. He shoves Adam Pearce. Adam Pearce fires him. And we're like, what? This is just dumb. Well, that's more dumb. Bobby Lashley's storyline firing is already over. Say what? Less than 24 hours after Raw ended with Adam Pearce firing Lashley, Pearce posted an update announcing that Lashley is no longer fired. Now, I realize we're scraping the absolute bottom of the barrel here, okay? But it is better that they actually announce this as opposed to what Vince would have done, which is just Lashley would be back next week and we would totally forget that we fired him. People have so forgotten how stupid this show used to be because it is not currently perfect. It used to be much dumber.
2: But don't get me
3: wrong... This is dumb. Do
4: you think that this is a correction made or do you think this is, this is part of the story where they're doing the sporting like where after the board has reviewed it, we have come down on Adam Pierce that he may have overstepped his boundaries and we are reinstating
3: Bobby Lashley. Or well, do you think they just went, we heard the here, reaction to this and no, it we're not. Says doing it says here that, uh, Adam Pierce wrote, I formally rescind Bobby Lashley's termination. And I sincerely apologize for my part in escalating an already volatile situation. Uh, so that's what happened. I don't hate it right now. I, I mean don't it's, hate Well, it. here's the thing. in storyline, this was stupid, okay? Well, so like if this were real, of course his firing should be rescinded. <laughs> but that's something you do on TV next week. not on the internet the next day. Yeah. That makes you look like a a ding dong that booked an angle and then changed your mind overnight. That's-
4: he needs MVP back to speak for him. He needs some representation. Why has Seth Rollins been able to bait him in all this stuff? Seth Rollins has made physical contact with referees when they're in officials when they're trying to hold each other back and there's Seth bopping around. I think Bobby Lashley has a case that people are coming down on him. You have dumb guys on the internet saying he turned heel. Bobby Lashley never turned oh, get heel. Out of here, you that Winnie. man is a hero.
3: He needs some representation. Get out of he here, needs you somebody dummy. to speak for him. MLW's lawsuit against WWE is moving forward. According to a report from PW Insider, a San Jose judge, Bill Meltzer, not really, ruled yesterday that a conference will be held on September 7, 2023 to determine a trial date. We're nine months away from the conference to determine when this will go to trial. Which actually might be, I shouldn't talk too much the about The gears that, of justice turn slow, Brian Alvarez. Both sides are required to submit their amended pleadings by February 29, 2023. MLW filed suit, alleging the company pressured third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with them. MLW cited a potential streaming deal that, quote, would have been transformative for the company as an example. The suit also alleges WWE interfered in talks MLW was having with Vice TV in early 2021. MLW did produce one special on Vice TV. They aired after Dark Side of the Ring on October 7, 2021. So they filed suit, and uh, and it's still going. It's still going. Yeah, February 29. It's probably going to be a leap year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My uh, my youngest was, uh, she was, uh, uh, let me think about this, six hours away from being a leap baby. Now, were you planning Just, on- uh, so How is this a leap year then? doesn't even make any sense. Leap year is 2024, yeah. What's going on here? I don't know. So that so something got screwed up here. There is no February 29, 2023. They're working you. Is this some joke? All right, anyway. Now,
4: as it was getting close to her birth, did you start like you know really overthinking things and going, "Okay, how?" No, I'm like, "Get her out her? of this now!" <laughs> nah, oh man, I gotta buy gifts. Hey, can you hold 48? her in there for
3: another six hours? Be really cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, that would have gone over great. That's what she wanted too, and then you rip her out of there. You know how long she was in world? labor?
3: She wasn't waiting another six hours. <laughs> she was not. Then I find out yesterday.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Get a load of this. All right. <laughs> Tom Lawler and Katsuyori Shibata <laughs> will be wrestling later this month. Tom, he's finally getting the jungle fight that he always deserved. Filthy Tom and Shibata have been added to, yes, an Inoki Bombaye. Bombay. Bombay event. Come on. Which will be taking place him. December 28th. Please, Mike. That's at what it sumo means. Sumo Hall in Tokyo, Japan. The match will be contested under UWF rules. Contested. Yes, Filthy Tom. Philly, Tom, and Shibata in a UWFI rules match at an Inoki
4: show. I booked this. On, like, Extreme Warfare Revenge or something. I know I have in my past. I know I, you know what? I think I made them both. And on the old Pride FC, I'm going to have to plug the old PlayStation 2 back in. Because I believe on the Pride game, I actually have Filthy and Shibata. I get to live this out for real now on December 28th. I can't believe
3: this is happening. It's amazing. Tom has got that, uh, that match from the, uh, Stardom crossover show this year. Now he's got this one. Bro, you know what I would have done to Shibata if I would have had this match? What's that? Keep in mind what I did to Filthy. But lay on your back and look up at Get out of here. I, I took him down. I out grappled him on the mat till he cheated. Oh yeah. And then uh yeah. I had a, I had a shot on Shibata. I Do you, made know a, a you know what would night.
4: You know what Brian, there's still time because you know what these kids don't know about nowadays? These kids are too young to remember Hicks and Gracie and Yoji Anjo. And I think you can be the new Mr. 200%. I believe that if you went to the LA dojo, it would be a great episode of Strong. There is Brian Alvarez, full gi. There he is. He's coming in and he's going to challenge him. He's
3: going to challenge Shibata. And then they're going to close that door. I wouldn't even wear a gi. I drive down there. I tape my fists in the car just like Hickson did. They close those doors and man, ugh, be rough. But don't worry, Tom's gonna handle this problem. This Shibata problem. See, so you don't you don't have to worry about me filling
4: in for you next week with Brian and Vinny. You go do something like that, you're gonna need somebody to fill in on this site for
3: eternity. Hey, this person wants a Vinny, Craig, and Semp Tuesday show. Does Vinny want that? Dude, Vinny would like anybody. Why is Dave on the screen? Where did Dave? he come from? What do you what? He just he just dude, something's going on is with his show lately? Is this like the Bray, Bray Wyatt guys, thing? Are these producers watching too much of Raw? We're getting, like, these subliminal flashes like The Fiend is uh, in the room or something like that. Was that a flash for us to
4: say happy birthday to Rob? Because we're not going to do it. Rob who?
3: He used to be a producer for you until you fired him. Tom, we talked about Tom Lawler. (laughs) New Japan crowned the winners of the 2022 World Tag and Super Junior Tag League tournaments on Wednesday. Leo Russian Yo won the Junior Tag League. And then uh, Goto and Yoshihashi defeated Aussie Open to uh, win the World Tag League for a second year in a row. Brother, I wouldn't have done that, but I don't book this show. I was really surprised. I don't book this show. It was also announced, uh, well, first off, uh, Carl Anderson did show up to defend his never-open-weight title, and he beat Hikaleo. Yeah, he did. So he's going to the Dome. Yep. Going to the Dome to drop that title against somebody tamatanga
4: again man rematch of june carl anderson's had all of this will make it three matches in his time back with new japan that he actually wrestled in japan so he and hikaleo's brother tamatanga will be going at it again and i'll say this about the super juniors it was looking like chris bay and ace austin the way they were cruising through the whole thing i thought there could be a curveball at the end and I got to be honest, I wanted them to win it, but the curveball ends up being Yo and Leo Rush. And the only thing I'll say about this is if you have not seen these two together as a team, Leo Rush is amazing working for New Japan. I don't know what it is with him in any environment where he's based for New Japan, but absolutely awesome. And now you got Goto and Yoshihashi. I thought it was a a, a stone-cold lock that Aussie Open and FDR would do their thing again. So the question now really is – what is Naito going to do? What is Tanahashi going to do? What is Sonata going to do? I have my do? prediction. They're all gonna be on dynamite in Seattle. And that's that's my prediction. Great, I'm not I'm not
3: reporting that.
4: Well, here's the thing. Tanahashi, the one to me you can't lose both of them. I want want either Tanahashi or Naito on, you know, the Dome Show. And maybe I think I'd probably want Naito. More than even Tanahashi right now, but yeah, that's what it's actually feeling like. And if they don't come up with something soon, then that's what everybody is going to be predicting. Because again, what else you gonna do?
3: Back in a moment, the NXT reported more. Observer Live.
1: That's 800 943 2153.
0: Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1 800 356 7308. That's 1 800 356 7308. Again, 1 800 356 7308.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Like Semper Vivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. 425-780-7566. I'm going to get through this NXT report. If you have questions, comments, whatever, send me a text. I'll read them. So it opened up with uh, Roxanne in the ring. She's going to be doing a promo because she won, and all of a sudden out comes this idiot Grayson Waller being so impossibly annoying. And uh, as he's ranting and raving about how he won, out comes Braun Breaker. He makes fun of him for a while. And uh, he vows to win the NXT title. uh, Brunbreaker chases him off. And then Mandy runs in and she attacks Roxanne from behind with a belt shot. Which, uh, after another segment, does lead to Roxanne challenging her tonight for this title. JD McDonough is being uh, evaluated. He knows exactly what's wrong with him. And then in comes Julius and Brutus. And they set up a Brutus Creed-J.D. McDonough match for later. Which absolutely baffled me, as we shall get to here. We had Wesley versus Stacks. It's a fine match. Wesley's great. Carried Stacks to a fine little match. Wesley won. And man, Tony D'Angelo's disgusted with all Stacks. And then Jack comes down to the ring. And he attacks Lee afterwards, lays him out. So it looks like he will be Jack versus Wes Lee for the North American title here coming up. We have a Thea Hale-Andre Chase segment with Duke Hudson. Andre Chase admits, you know what? You were right. Thea shouldn't have done that match last week. And uh, and Hudson, the, Hudson apparently they're afraid he's going to like transfer out of Chase U. And he says, no. I will not transfer. I will represent Chase University tonight when I take on Damon Kemp. Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley went about a minute. Uh, Katana Chance is there at ringside with Caden Carter. Someone gets thrown into them. They get up, big brawl, three way, whatever, melee. So, you know, we got a three way feud here. Then it's starting. Well, continuing. Fallon Henley is on the phone, with her father. And her father tells her, oh, "It's going to be a rough year for the bar." <laughs> Fallon's like, "Oh man, Dad, man, I I hope it works out." And her father says, "I'm exploring various options." So she hangs up. She's all sad, but then. There's the Virgin and his buddy. And they all hug her and say, hey, 2023 is going to be our year. And off they go. We have uh, Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner. Bro, I don't care about any of you. I like this match. Odyssey Jones, he doesn't do a lot. But the limited stuff that he does, he does just fine. And he's a big dude. And they're just Clubbering each other and then this idiot Mr. Stone tries to get in the ring and then he looks up and he realizes they made a big mistake and as he's getting out of the ring um, Von Wagner gets booted because uh, Malik and uh, Inofa are outside and uh, then he turns around and he just gets ran over by Odyssey Jones and pinned and yes I'm sure you're saying well you know it was uh, a three-on-one advantage no it was not No, it was not. They were getting their revenge, and it was that idiot Robert Stone's fault. The fans loved it. I like this segment. We had more with McKenzie and Javier. Big body Javi's trying to come up with names for his fans. He finally settles on big body believers. Javi, bro. Anyway. Then he goes out to face Ikemin Jiro, and Jiro just beats him clean in the middle of the ring. And then afterwards, Scripps enters the ring via mini trampoline and beats up Jiro. Why, why, why is. Can someone explain this to me? Why is the sommelier now some masked. You know what I'm saying? Because that's he what He wears a have mask, been to begin with. he writes poetry. <laughs> you need that. God.
4: <laughs> but like. And look-
3: everybody knows who it is.
4: Yeah, but, you know, at least they're trying something, I guess. Look, this is how the guy should have came in in the first place. You know what I mean? There's always room for a blitzkrieg or an axiom. Somebody that people aren't familiar with. They come, you put a mask on them, they make a big impact because they can do a bunch of cool things and that's one thing this kid can do is really cool things because he was with Cirque du Soleil so I'm okay with it but what I'm not okay with is if you're gonna use this guy and you did went through all this nonsense to debut him use him let him come up with something better than just you know messing around with like big body hobby segments or whatever like give this guy well, actually he is. something to do he's
3: feuding with Iggy Manjiro.
4: But Minjiro, I I mean, really? I mean, the guy who hasn't been on TV in how long?
3: Well, he just beat Big Body Javi. He's got a win streak. I guess. I usually hate when we go back in time to tell me some goofy story that I never heard before, and I hate Wendy Chu's gimmick. (laughs) But I did not mind this one. So Wendy Chu recently had a drink thrown in her face by Cora Jade, and uh, and she was crying, weeping, bawling. Well, this week she tells a story. When she was young, she went to a slumber party, and some girl threw a drink in her face, and she was so humiliated. And it's it's like it psychologically scarred her for life. So, man, when Cora J threw that drink in her face, and then in the middle of it she goes, Well, you know, I've thrown a drink in some faces myself, but the difference is they deserved it. <laughs> like, what? Ha! Huh. All right. Well, anyway, that's Gotta why I get some
4: of your heat back in the uh, back story
3: <laughs> That's Why it bothers her? So then we had a new day coming out to celebrate their championship, and obviously, outcome pretty deadly, and they won a rematch. And the new day put them over. Man, you guys, you know, you were great. We've been telling everybody how great you are. You have a bright future, which, by the way, as a shoot, was what I was hoping they would really do to get him called up to the main roster. And uh, they go, you know what? You can have your rematch. We'll be happy to give it to you. All you have to do is recite the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) And Pretty Deadly has no idea what the Pledge of Allegiance is. So then the Virgin and his buddy run in, JB and BJ, and they got a flag and they said, bro, if all we have to do is recite the Pledge of Allegiance for a tag title shot, let's do it. They all do the Pledge of Allegiance. New Day says, you got your title match next week, which is taped tonight, by the way. And so there you go. Championship match next week, which plays into a storyline, by the way. Then I could not believe this. I was baffled. J.D. McDonough versus Brutus Creed. They're setting up the Creed's versus Indu Share. And J.D. keeps telling the Creeds, you can't beat these guys. And the Creeds are getting more and more angry. So they do this match. They end up outside. J.D. goes to get a chair. Indu Share grabs the chair because they want the Creeds at 100%. Brutus charges at a distracted J.D. McDonough. J.D. moves... Brutus... Brutus bombs himself into the barricade. He is suplexed on the floor. He is thrown inside and suplexed in the ring... And pinned! And then... And then... Brutus is being tended to. And he looks out at Indus Cher. And he screams, You! You cost me this match. And Song is outside he just goes. And I'm sitting there at home and I went No they didn't, brother. They did not. You got pinned clean. Why in God's name? Did they pin Brutus clean in the middle of the ring? What I'm supposed to care about him and his brother against Indu Share? When this was over, I was like, J.D.'s right. You guys can't beat these two giants. You couldn't even beat this small man with a big head. He beat you clean. First God. Of all,
4: first of all, Brian, okay, he's a young man who's a singles, who's not a singles wrestler. He's a tag team wrestler, okay? And two, I guess they just wanted to, you know, give J.D. something back since you laid him out so badly for finishing with that zero. Well, there brother, that that's deadline. on them.
3: Not on Brutus. Brutus didn't book the match. This was stupid. Then, I'm not saying it's stupid. Well, actually, first there was something that was stupid. Isla Don does a promo talking about her magic mist. Bro, I got through that thing so fast. There's a plus There's a plus 30 on my YouTube TV. Man, I use that thing. And then we had, not Taya Valkyrie, Lyra Valkyra. You know, and I thought
4: I was going to have trouble saying Ifa if she kept that name. But no... Lyra
3: Valkyra. Lyra Valkyra. It sounds like something you'd take a shot for. She beat Amari Miller. Then we had some goofiness with Axiom. It's comedy, you know. He wears a mask and he goes, look into my eyes. We can't see his eyes. Did Big Body Javi write that it's segment? Dad jokes. <laughs> so then Brooks Jensen is wandering around backstage. And Keanu James sees him alone oh boy she says mm-hmm. what's up virgin she actually didn't say that but <laughs> she goes hey what's going on you're wandering around like a little lost puppy and earlier he'd been trying on some new shirt and he was trying to ask fallon if it fit well and she was too worried about the bar so he's wandering around he's all sad and he says yeah i just been uh Fallon's had a rough time late lately She goes, why do you care about this? Like, you guys are getting a championship match next week. You should be happy. He's like, yeah, but you know, she's been having a hard time. And so, Kiana goes, she calls for her uh, secretary. Secretary gives her a gift. She gives the gift to the Virgin. The Virgin opens it up. It's a shirt in his size. She goes, I thought you should have a nice shirt that fit. And he's smitten. And then, I can't remember exactly how they got back onto it, but then the virgin goes, yeah, man. This is, you know, her, her father's having a real tough time with this bar, but they're going to figure it out, right? Of course, Kiana says, yeah, they'll get it figured out. <laughs> Am I the only one? Am I the only one? There are
4: no shortage of B-movies And softcore X-rated movies that they they can pull from for this entire storyline. I think part of this was the backdrop of the bikini car wash company. This is going to be, this is right up your alley. I don't care what you say about NXT. Kiana James in this storyline, that's that's your that's your Dominic and and Ray and and that who's my daddy thing.
3: I don't know, but Duke Hudson faced Damon Kemp. Beat him. Got a big win for Chase U. Did the Hulk Hogan come back with the big boot? Won. And uh, all I got to say is I watched SmackDown with with, uh, Damon Kemp's brother, the other Kemp. And, uh, I mean, it was astonishing to watch that and then watch Damon Kemp. He is light years. Light years beyond his brother. And uh, I've seen... Zero improvement from old Gable Steveson, but man, Duke is or uh, Damon Kemp, he's doing great. Then the main event was Roxanne Perez. Mandy Rose didn't get a lot of time, but they they got it done. Mandy Rose hit her knee strike. Roxanne kicked out. Hit Pop Rocks won the title. Booker cried. Happy ending. Everybody was happy, and I was happy. But not a happy I got to watch the version My favorite show. Back in a moment. Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Man, someone in the chat tried to be clever and make a
3: drop like them AEW ratings. Now is not the day to make a joke about falling AEW ratings. Yeah. We're on Monday. First hour. The first hour. 1.48 million viewers. Rose slightly to 1.55 then fell again to 1.39 million in the third hour. the overall 1.47 million viewers it tied and this tie honestly shouldn't even count because the the all time uh, the other 1.39 million they did was on uh, July 4th weekend which always does poorly. this is a normal show. this would be the all time all time. Record low rating for Monday night raw eighteen to forty nine was a point three seven, which was the third lowest eighteen to forty nine of all time. So yeah, that show did horrible on Monday night. Why? I have no earthly idea. The only thing I can come up with is nothing's happened until Royal Rumble. It's Christmas season people are just not into wrestling right now look there's less wrestling fans
4: than ever and look they're the more they're as dedicated a group as ever they spend more than any other wrestling fandom in history you know per head but when there's this many options out there and you have shows like WWE that go on for 3 hours and you have the ability to watch on their own website 10 minutes of highlights or less than that and and there's all these different ways to get your information Hey, if I miss it, no big deal. Maybe I'll watch it on the DVR. Maybe I'll just skip it. Well, don't
3: skip tonight. Wrestling Observer Radio, myself and Dave. Hopefully by midnight Eastern, 3 a.m. For your videof 4 wonlinecom Viewing pleasure. Podcast up immediately afterwards. WrestlingObserver.com. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.